0: Hey, welcome to another episode of More Than Bread, episode number 177 to be exact. You know, I have to be honest, I, I'm not sure that back in February of 2021, I was thinking that 177 episodes later, I'd still be going. But here we are, 31,000 plus downloads later, and I'm slowly coming to grips with the reality or at least this kind of sinking desire that I want to get to at least... 250 episodes and 50,000 downloads. And what do I get when that happens? A little badge from Buzzsprout that I can put on Facebook and Instagram, and and perhaps more importantly, a, a bit of hope that a bit of help has come for a few of you from these 15 to 20 minute dives into scripture. Now, before we dive back into my favorite prayer in scripture, let me give you a public service announcement of sorts. I try to make these episodes fairly timeless so that you can invite someone to go through the Gospel of John that I did you know, back in 2022, I think, that you could go through the Gospel of John with you a few years from now and still find the 20-plus episodes on John helpful. But having said that, I am considering taking the month of December and doing an Advent chapter, Christmas chapter. Now, why am I telling you this now? Well, for those of you who are current with the episodes, uh, you, you don't need to know, but but there's some of you who aren't current, and and if you're listening to this episode, and it's December, you might want to pause on Ephesians, skip ahead, and hang out in the Christmas chapter with us, and then go back and finish Paul's letters from prison. You don't have to, but if you don't, and you don't want to do Christmas in January, or February, or August, or whenever you come up to it, then you might need to take a break when we get to the Christmas chapter. Or maybe you'll just totally catch up, and you'll become current. Either way, if you're interested when December rolls around, if you aren't current with the episode, just take a look and see if you want to do that. Okay, that's enough for the public service announcement. I'll probably mention it again a time or two before December hits me and the Christmas episodes. In the last episode, we started diving into Ephesians three, fourteen through twenty one. It's a prayer. So kind of like the Psalms, it's a it's both scripture to read and a prayer to pray. That's kind of unique both something to, to hear from God and something to say to God. Eugene Peterson, who spent a good deal of his life immersed in the Bible while putting together his translation, the message, wrote this. He said, prayer is never the first word. It's always the second word. God has the first word. The reason why our prayers so often fall flat or come out stale is because they've been uprooted from the soil of the word of God. Really good insight. But Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, like many of the Psalms in our last chapter, is both prayer to God and a word from God. The two go together, prayer and scripture. Honestly, it's hard to have a vital life without without both. It's hard to have one without the other. George Mueller is one of my heroes of prayer. He had the most incredible prayer life, and he saw the most amazing answers to prayer by the time he finished his life, he'd provided a Christian education to over 120,000 children. He distributed three quarters of a million New Testaments, supported hundreds of missionaries, over 10,000 orphans. When he started, he was a penniless preacher in a small church with nothing more than a dream and a bold faith and prayer and God. But But there was a point where he was struggling in his prayer life. It just felt dry and powerless. But but something changed, and he wrote this in his journal. It pleased the Lord to teach me a truth, the benefit of which I have not lost, though more than 40 years have passed. The point is this. I found the most important thing I had to do was to give myself to the reading of the Word of God and to meditation on it, that thus my heart might be comforted, encouraged, warned, reproved, instructed, and that while meditating, my heart might be brought into experiential communion with the Lord. It was this early morning time in God's Word that prepared his heart for prayer, that led his heart into prayer and and prepared him for a life fully ready to seize every divine moment. The key to having a better prayer life is not going to some conference or reading some book. It's simply spending more time in the Word Because the more you're in the word, the more you have to pray about. You're responding to God's word, to you. So let me read these words from God that form a prayer to God. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Here's what Paul says. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, creator of everything in heaven and on earth, And I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Pray that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him, that your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great, to understand fully, and then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. In the last episode, we started looking at what this prayer tells us about God. Remember, we have a God who is filled with wisdom and loves to share his power. And we stopped at love. We need a God of wisdom who loves to share his power because he loves us deeply. We need a passionate God who loves us infinitely more than we can imagine. Isn't that what Paul's praying? He says, I'm asking, verse 17, that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him, that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand with all God's people how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. I love this story. Some of you have heard it before. A few years ago, John Eldridge was on a business trip to Oregon, and he snuck away for some time alone with God, went down to the beach where he walked and prayed, and he finally sat in the sand to watch the waves. And then he saw this huge plume of water shoot up into the sky right in front of him. A massive humpback well appeared before him impossibly close to shore. Nobody else was near. The time of the whale's annual migration had long passed, and, and John just knew immediately that this was a gift from God to his heart alone, a gift from the lover of his soul. When John got back to his, his place, he told his wife, Stacy, historian, and she was happy for him, but it made her hungry for a whale of her own. Not long after this, they were both in Northern Carolina, speaking Northern California, excuse me, speaking at a, a couple's retreat, and one morning she snuck away for some alone time. And you guessed it, at the beach. She sat on the sand and asked God for a whale. She she writes, I felt a little silly in asking, for I knew the truth, that God had already proven his love for me, had sent his only son, Jesus, to die for me. He'd rescued me. He'd given me all of creation. He'd given me the word of God in all its depth and beauty, and here I was asking for more. But still, she couldn't help it. She asked God for her will. I, I know you love John, she said, but Jesus, do you love me too that much? and if you do, may I have a whale too? She waited a while and then with no whale in sight got up to leave. It was early spring, northern California, waves crashing on the rocky coast. She picked her way around an outcropping of rocks and looked down to discover a solitary, beautiful orange starfish. She knew immediately it was God's gift to her, God's kiss, not Not a whale, but something unique for her. He had answered her question. Yes, I love you. She said thank you as she rounded another outcropping of rock to come upon a sight she'll never forget. She writes there before me, behind me, surrounding me were hundreds and hundreds of starfish, zillions of them. There were purple ones and orange ones and blue ones, all sizes. I burst. And the joyful laughter, my heart exploding inside me. God didn't just love me. He loved me. Can I tell you something? God delights in revealing himself to those who will seek him with all their hearts. He doesn't do it in the same way all the time. He doesn't do it in the ways that we always want him to. He doesn't, But he doesn't get tired of giving you moments to experience the love of Jesus that's beyond understanding. But he wants to be asked. He wants to be pursued. He wants you to want it. And can I tell you something else? No one can love you like God. In, in your life, some of you are going to love some people who don't love you back. Someone will tell you that they don't care. In your life, there will be times when relationships are tested beyond what you've experienced. On the other hand, in your life, there there will also be times when you're given opportunities by God to connect to someone in a life-giving relationship. Moments when you'll have the chance, if you choose, to experience the awesome mystery of feeling God's love pour through you into someone else. Real moments of authentic community. Those will be times. When we need to be connected to a wildly bold, gently strong love that will not relinquish its places. And what does Paul request from God? For Christ to be more and more at home in our hearts, hearts rooted deep into the soil of God's marvelous love, experiencing together the beyond measure love of Christ. I mean, can you imagine being loved like that? There's a relationship that's hurting, hope is draining out of your heart. Imagine what you wish it was. Or maybe there's someone in your life that is tough to love. Imagine what it would look like if you could love them the way you want to love them. Beyond, beyond. In Proverbs 4.23, the wisdom writer puts this challenge down on paper, says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. John Eldridge again writes, out of this wellspring flows all true caring and meaningful work, all real worship and all sacrifice. Our faith, hope, and love issue from this fount as well. In other words, anything that makes a life worth living flows out of your deep heart. But here's a thought that occurs to me when I read Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3. If the heart is the wellspring of life, If everything that makes a life worth living flows out of our deep, true heart, think about the wellspring of life that flows from the heart of God. I mean, what could be more important for your heart on this journey than to connect with His heart? The passion you feel in your heart for whatever or whomever you love the most is close to nothing compared to the passion God has for you, His heart is overflowing for you. If you're a believer, God is your father. Paul said it in Ephesians 1, and he, and he says it again in this prayer. He's praying to the father. You, you're, you're his child. It, it would be enough if God just forgave us and, and gave us a second chance, but he does more. He, he gives us his name. He gives us a seat at his table. He's, he's our father, and we're his children. If God's on Facebook, he's liking your pictures. If God has a refrigerator, your homework is hanging on it. He hasn't missed a soccer game, band concert, softball practice, or an opening night. In the middle of the night, he's hanging out the door of your bedroom. Because he just likes watching you sleep. When you need to be picked up from a bad fall, his hand is reaching even before you go down. And I know Each of us have had different experiences with our birth father. And Father, some of you bring to the table different sets of experiences with your kids. And sometimes life just has this way of twisting, missing, draining. But regardless of the pain, the disappointment that you have because of your father or your children or because of the hole where a father should have been, I just want you to know you have a father. Father God, let let that soak into your spirit. God is your father. His heart is for you, overflowing life for you. Let his spirit connect with your spirit in this moment to tell you that it's true to begin to give you a glimpse of this defining heart of your identity. Paul goes on in Romans 8, verses 14 through 16, and says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are kids of God. So you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slave. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And so now we call him daddy, father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we're his children. God chose you. Father chose you. Isn't that the point of adoption after all? You were chosen in the family of God. It's not either you were born into the family or you were adopted into the family. It's both. And you were reborn into the family of God and you were chosen. In his book, Knowing God, J.I. Packer writes, our understanding of Christianity cannot be better than our grasp of adoption. If you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much she makes of the thought of being God's child and having God as her father. If this is not the thought that prompts and controls our worship and prayers and whole outlook on life, it means we do not understand Christianity very well at all. Father chose you. He loves you infinitely more, immeasurably more than you can imagine, beyond, beyond. Steve Brown, a, a pastor for many years, described his experience, his spiritual life growth kind of experience. He, he came to, to realize at some point that although he had he come to believe many truths about God, he didn't know God in, in anything more than a, a superficial way. He writes, I was only a tourist describing a country I'd never visited, I was convinced the country was there. I'd read the travel brochures. I'd worked hard at learning the language of the country. I'd even met people who lived there, had listened to everything they had to say about the country. The problem was I, I'd become an expert on a country that I'd never visited. <laughs> Have you visited the father? Do you know the father? At the end of the day, do you tell him all the stuff a kid would tell his dad? Does, does your face light up with anticipation when you know you'll soon be in his presence? Have you found that carefree security that comes not from knowing all that is ahead, but by simply following in his footsteps, holding his hand? He, he's He is God, and there is no other, and he loves you like no other. He is God. He could live anywhere in the universe, but he wants to live in your heart. He's chosen you, chosen to love you, chosen to be your dad, which I think is why Paul can end with, this one-line request that brings this prayer to a close, I pray that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And that's the prayer of those who need a God whose heart will overflow life to fill up our emptiness. And we have a God, you have a God who is so full and so generous that he just overflows life and he will fill up your emptiness. Imagine, imagine a place in your heart that seems dry or empty or wounded. Imagine dryness turning to the green growth of spring. Imagine a fullness that makes you sing in the morning, makes you wake up without an alarm clock because you just can't wait to get going. Beyond, beyond. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. You know, sometimes I read this prayer and in the back of my heart, I'm thinking, I know that God can do more than I can imagine. I believe it. I I know he can do more than I can imagine. I'm just not sure that he will. Do more than I can imagine. I'm not sure that he wants to do more than I can imagine for me. We believe it's important for people to know Jesus. We just don't think many want to hear about him. We we believe that God can truly change a person's life. We just aren't sure that he will. We long to see a great move of God transform our world, our neighborhoods, and 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 we believe God can do it. We we're just not sure that he will do it. We believe in Jesus. We just don't believe Jesus when he says the harvest is great it feels more like a maybe and 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 I'm not sure I should invest my life in a maybe. And if you know what I'm talking about, if you've experienced it, then listen to me. Let his heart for you plant a seed of expectancy in you. God not only can do more than we can imagine, he will do it. And listen to me, not only will he do it, but right now, in this very moment, God is doing more for you and through you than you can even begin to imagine beyond, beyond. Let me pray. Oh, Father, Daddy. So much more that our hearts long for. For each and every person listening, Father God, would you minister to their spirit? Would you connect with their spirit by your spirit and and witness to them that they're your kids, that they're your children, they're your son and daughter? God, would you pour out your love upon us? Would you show us your unfailing love, your gracious mercy, your steadfast loyalty. You are an amazing God, beyond, beyond, more, more than we can ever begin to hope for or imagine. You are. God, would you fill us with all the life that comes from your heart? Would you love us in ways that we cannot deny? That you love us would you show us the places where you are right now currently doing more than we can imagine and we thank you that you are a god who is beyond measure beyond beyond and it's in your name in jesus name we pray amen